Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of bbfohio.com. I'm Pastor Greg and I welcome you to our study as we begin with a current events update and then the first 10 minutes or so of our study in Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 16 titled Stephen Full of Faith and Power. The conclusion of this two-part message along with all of our other studies can be found at bbfohio.com. We now begin. This is part one of two. The current events update. Before I show you this, I always say this uh, from time to time to remind you, we love you enough to tell you the truth. Now, what I'm about to show you upsets some people because they've never questioned their government. But uh, if that's the case, hopefully you haven't been coming here long because we've given you plenty of reason to understand that your government cannot be trusted. The government is made up of people. Those people are sinners. They have a sinful nature. Our founding fathers understood that. That's why they put in a three-tiered government, equal uh, uh, sections of the government, executive where the president is, judicial where the ju judges beginning with the Supreme Court is, legislative, that's broken up, Senate and Congress. That was so that things would move slowly the grinding gears of government. That's what we're supposed to see. And what you're seeing today is a complete perversion of that. They pass bills that are 10,000, 20,000 pages, and they don't even read it. That's not our system as it was set up by the founders. The government right now, the FBI, the CIA, all these alphabet agencies are crooked. They're corrupt. And we're going to keep sounding the alarm until they take us out or the Lord takes us up. We love you enough to tell you the truth. Tomorrow is called Patriot's Day, remembering September 11, 2001. And we want to make clear that we uh, honor the memory of those who lost their lives, just as we honor the soldiers who gave the ultimate, uh, paid the ultimate price for loving their country and going to war. That has nothing to do with whether or not things that are happening and causing the war, and the war itself is just. Those are two separate things. Now, uh, there are times where men have done things at the behest of our government, and what they did was as bad as what the Nazis have done. And Americans are taught, you're not supposed to talk like that. Well, blow it out your ear. I'm going to talk like that. It's a shame some of the things our government and our military have been doing over the years. We had a lot of good men chewed up and spit out in Vietnam, for example, for no good reason. They didn't go in that war to win it. Should never have been there if they didn't want to go in and win a war. You don't fight a war for offensive reasons, which is the war in Iraq, and you don't fight a war unless you're fighting to win. Get in, get it done, get our men back home. But we do honor those who lost their lives and suffered because of September 11. This is how it all started, 2001. I cut out some of the language. Just like that. 
Now, there's all kinds of nuts out there. People trying to say planes didn't fly into the buildings, and they don't. People don't have enough sense to know you can do anything with the video. That was taken live. It was taken by somebody who had nothing to do with anything. They just took the the video, and there's a plane flying into the building. So don't get caught up in all these crazy loony conspiracy. Uh, there's there's conspiracies, and then there's lunatics. Um, but uh, that is the plane flying into that building, and that happened. Never forget, lives were lost. Never forget that. And also never forget, well, did you know this? Now, we all know too well about the four planes that were used as missiles on that September 11th, 10 years ago. But you probably have not heard about United Flight 23. That's right, a plane that was only minutes from being in the air on 9-11, a plane that some believe could have become a fifth missile. Jay Korf rejoins us live now from the Pentagon with this story. Jay? Allison, you know, we spoke with that flight's first officer, the co-pilot. We also spoke with an author who says that she uncovered a stunning revelation, that there were additional terrorists on that flight and on other planes on September 11th. Do you know that? Their faces and their shameful deeds have been etched into our nation's collective conscience. But ABC 7 News has learned that the 19 men who used planes as missiles may not have been the only terrorists aboard commercial flights on that dark day in September. It's information the FBI will not confirm. You won't find it in the 9-11 Commission report. But a brigadier general and a former pilot are talking. I don't think many people know about uh, those those men on board United 23 or about the items that were found. And they went running off the airplane never to be seen again. So, who knows? On September 11th, Brigadier General Carol Timmons of the Delaware Air National Guard was co-piloting United Flight 23, heading from JFK to Los Angeles. But while in line to take off, air traffic controllers closed the airport and she received a dire message. Hijackings. We've had hijackings. You know, secure the cockpit. Um, either land or, or get back to the terminal. So as we turn to taxi back, we can see the towers on fire. I can close my eyes and see it today. So it was, it was horrendous. It's horrendous. To add to her angst, she received a chilling call. In the meantime, as we're taxiing back, flight attendant says, hey, I've got some very agitated men sitting in first class. They're very unhappy. Why aren't we taking off? Why aren't we taking off? But once at the gate, the men disappeared into the sea of people evacuating JFK. There's the generally held belief that there were other planes out there. Former commercial pilot Lynn Spencer wrote Touching History, a minute-by-minute -minute account of the air drama that unfolded on 9-11. She says high-ranking FAA officials and airport managers have confirmed to her that during a search of United Flight 23, box cutters and Al-Qaeda documents were discovered in unclaimed bags. It was believed um, by those who searched the plane and found these items that they were indeed hijackers on that flight. Spencer says federal officials believe not just one, but several additional planes were carrying terrorists on September 11th. But since the FAA shut down U.S. airspace, those twisted minds never hit their targets. I think we are all aware of how horrible September 11th was. Can we really imagine if another eight, nine, ten planes had also been successful. General Timmons also confirms to ABC 7 News that she and her crew were interviewed a number of times by FBI agents, but we have to point out that FBI officials have declined to respond to any of our questions relating 
to other terrorists, potential terrorists, aboard other planes on September 11th. Live at the Pentagon, Jake Corf, ABC 7 News. You haven't heard about that because they've been killing the truth since the day after 9-11. The 9-11 Commission is about as ridiculously dumb and, and a joke of a commission as the Warren Commission on the JFK assassination. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a ridiculous example that masses of people will believe anything they're told. That's all it is. You didn't hear about that, and most people I know have never even, never knew that there were all these other planes that, and where do those people go? You're telling me they couldn't find any of these guys on any of these planes? Uh, come on. We were lied to over and over and over. We were lied to. The story of 9-11 has not yet been told. The conspiracy theories, I believe a lot of it is true, but we don't know because there's never been a real investigation done by anybody. It would take hours to go over all the evidence which proves that the attack on September 11th, 2001 was an inside job. And I suggest you look into it if you haven't already. But to simplify the situation, all you need to do is look at Building 7. What some people still don't realize is that there were three buildings that fell into their own footprint that day. Three buildings that fell at free fall speed, indistinguishable from controlled demolitions, because that's exactly what they were. As the towers came crashing down, we can see the signatures of a controlled demolition. The official story is that Building 7, known as Seven World Trade Center, caught fire as a result of debris from the Twin Towers, which somehow caused a critical internal column to break, causing a cascading failure and collapse. And if this nonsensical official narrative were true, it would make it the first and only steel skyscraper in the world to collapse from fires. The building's owner, Larry Silverstein, took control of the Twin Towers just weeks before 9-11 and had them insured to cover terrorist attacks. After Building 7 collapsed, Silverstein told the media that the decision was made to pull it, suggesting that the building was collapsed on purpose. I remember getting a call from the uh, fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. Maybe the smartest thing to do is, is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull and then we watched the building collapse. This implies that they somehow rigged the explosives that afternoon while the building was still burning, which is ridiculous. And so the media dismissed his comments and changed their story. There were several witnesses who reported hearing and feeling the type of explosions one would expect from a controlled demolition. You heard explosions, like boom. It has like a distinct sound. Big explosion. Blew us back into the eighth floor. Somebody grabbed my shoulder and I started running and hitting the ground behind me. And uh, the whole time you're hearing boom, 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 boom. So. I, <laughs> I think I know an explosion when I hear it. <laughs> Do you know if it was an explosion or if it was a building collapse? To me, it sounded like it, it, to me it sounded like an explosion. The explosions were captured on video. 
You want to call, call, you, you call your mother or something? In fact, you were just uh, told by police that you should move out of your um, apartment, Fabiana. You've got Carolina here. And they, they advised us to leave because we had, oh my God. First responders were told that the building was going to be blown up. Um, and you were, you guys knew this was coming all day. We had been had, we had heard reports that the building was unstable, and that it eventually would either come down on its own, or it would be taken down. The BBC reported live on air that the building already collapsed before it did. Television viewers could see it in the background, still standing. Ago, I was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing, and indeed it has. Apparently that's only a few hundred yards away from where the World Trade Center towers were. And it seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened. And the investigation never even investigated for explosives. The Republican White House then signed into law the Patriot Act which allowed the next Democrat White House to target U.S. civilians as if they were domestic terrorists. And they amended the Defense Authorization Act, which allowed the next Republican White House to experiment on the American people with deadly gene therapy and nanotech vaccines. The same people who did 9-11 are pulling off the climate hoax and the deadly COVID shots. They run both parties of our government. Many have forgotten, and it's time to wake up before they kill us all. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. As where's it going? If you don't believe that, then you just must not believe that we're getting near the time of the mark of the beast. The most evil man in the world is about to take over world government. I believe that. Could be within a couple of years he's in power. The rapture happens. It's just a fact. And I talk to people all the time, just wave their little flag, just go along with everything, 9-11. And we ask them questions about this. It's just there's a glazed overlook. The whole world is lining up. It's just amazing. Now, this was the day before 9-11. September 10th, 2001. And the evidence and the records to prove what you're about to hear was in Building 7 that came down without even being hit by a plane the next day. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. $2.3 trillion, nobody knows where it went. And all the evidence, the paper trail, and everything for that was in Building 7. Oklahoma City, same thing, that's right. Yet the noble lie, I believe, is the DVD you ought to watch about the Oklahoma thing. If you think the U.S. government is the good guy, you are clueless. CIA asset Tim Osman. You might know him as Osama bin Laden. It's a fact. He was a CIA asset. He went by the name Tim Osman. He attacked using 
our own intelligence and people, other people who are, in, are involved with the CIA. And he, he attacked from Af Afghanistan. And we end up in a war in Iraq. I mean, if the Lord were to tarry another couple hundred years, people are going to look back at this time of history and say, what was wrong with those Americans? Just like we look at the Germans in the 1930s. They're going to look at us if we're not speaking out and wonder, what happened? Why are they so brain dead? No functioning going on up here. No questioning anything. The Bible tells us that we are to question everything. The Bible tells us we are dealing with sinners. The whole world lieth in wickedness according to that book you got with you. But yet, even most Christians just act like, well, they're Americans. And somehow that makes, they, we should just trust them. I got news for you, you shouldn't be trusting your doctor either. The reason why most people voted to go to war was the totality of the circumstances he laid out and not the notion of whether or not they had weaponized or not weaponized, had nuclear or not. I think to the extent that was hyped by some in the administration was for public consumption and to try to get public support. Because remember, that kept fluctuating. It kept fluctuating. One day it would be 48% of the people and 54%. And I think uh, all administrations tend to do that. I remember the first Gulf War, we heard all this about babies being killed in Kuwait and the like. That wasn't the reason we we went to Kuwait, but it was sort of icing on the cake to deal with public opinion, I think. He's just admitting it's propaganda. That was the Uniparty was behind the Iraq War. The Uniparty. The Rhinos and the Republican Party, the Democrat leaders, most Democrats, were all on board for this war in Iraq. It was to set up a Federal Reserve in Iraq and to put Iraq on the globalist train. That's what that war is all about. Saddam could have killed as many people as he wanted to. They wouldn't have cared, but he would not go along with their agenda. And that's why they got rid of him. They don't care that he was killing babies. They told you all that so you'd support the war. Because they knew you, most people don't understand the whole banking thing and the whole globalist agenda, so they got to give you some other reason. And nobody, at the time, I, when we went into Iraq, I wasn't saying anything. I'm admitting to you right now, I was just as dumb as anybody at that time. It's like, oh yeah, WMDs. But come on, you made that mistake? Fine, learn from it. There's something wrong, something bad going on. But the, the only thing we should be able to do, I mean, the only thing we have a responsibility to do is to wake up and wake others up so that we're not a part of it at the very least. That was, by the way, that's Joe Biden. I know he doesn't, it's almost unrecognizable. He's so reprobate and senile now. But that was, he's always been a liar. He's always been two-faced. He's always been a propagandist. Go back to 1988 when he had to drop out of the presidential campaign when I was one year out of high school because he plagiarized and lied and they caught him. And he was a clown. That generation has mostly died off <laughs> 40 years ago or whatever. And the, those that are left have to be like, what in the world is going on? How did that guy become president? The U.S. attacked Iraq claiming they had WMDs. 
Even if they did, what did that have to do with 9-11? I'm just asking you, think about how obviously ridiculous that whole thing was. We're attacked by a bunch of uh, Muslim extremists, whatever, in Afghanistan. That's the story they told you. So let's go after Iraq. <laughs> it's just brain dead. It's just... This is my last little clip. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. It's Madeleine Albright, Democrat, Clinton, his Secretary of State, or whatever she was at the time, telling you, we, we had to kill half a million children in Iraq because the agenda. Was it worth it? Absolutely. The agenda is more important than the children. Amen. So again, we honor the dead, but we will never stop exposing the real killers. And a lot of them are Democrat and Republican leaders. Be informed. Pray accordingly. So we now come in our study of Acts to chapter 6, and we're going to meet a new brother in Christ, that if this is the first time you'd ever read through the book of Acts, somebody you'd never heard of before, and uh, several other contemporaries that don't get much mention, even though people we read through Acts, we don't pay a lot of attention to them, uh, but we'll meet them here. We're going to read verses 1 through 16, uh, 15 is actually what that should say. And 1 through 15, I'll have you read the even with me. So I'll begin with verse 1. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Procorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines, and Cyrenians, and Alexandrians, and of them of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men, which said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses which said, This man ceaseth not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. 
And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Amen? Amen. Is that how you feel right now looking at me? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> Chapter 6 tells us the backstory of Stephen. We're going to see the board of deacons elected here in verses 1 through 4. Then the uh, ordained appointees are named there in 5 through 7. Then we see St Stephen's ministry given in a nutshell in verses 8 through 10. And then we see a conspiracy. And in this case, the difference between uh, conspiracy and reality is 11 verses. And uh, sometimes the conspiracy takes about a half, a half hour and sometimes maybe a month, sometimes six months. Uh, but conspiracies... Uh, just uh, you have to weigh the evidence before you see them come true but then when they come true they're no longer conspiracies but we see there chapter 6 verses 1 through 4 this is the board of trustees or board of deacons uh, being named here verse 1 in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews you see this kind of stuff going on in churches nothing new Humans are humans, even after they're saved, even when they're Christians, you're going to have issues. And uh, it says in this case it was because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. So the Greeks felt like the Hebrews were getting preferential treatment among the widows. Um, this is something that uh, preachers have to be aware of. And would just take for granted I'm talking about good Bible-believing, you know, Christian, uh, serious God called preachers we're talking about here. They have to avoid becoming glorified babysitters and waiters 